0: This is The Intersection. This is The Intersection Intersection Podcast, recorded Tuesday, the 31st of October, 2017. Episode 24, Pre-Order Retrospective. The Intersection podcast is only made possible through the support of its listeners and sponsors. If you have a product or service that you feel may appeal to our audience, please contact sponsor at intersectioncast.com. Hello and welcome to The Intersection, a podcast that bridges together the worlds of tech and pop culture. My name is Jonathan Wildman, and I'm back to you with this edition of The Intersection, returning to the world of tech. Um, there's been a couple of, um, couple, of a couple of big events that's happened over the past couple of weeks, um, and obviously the last couple of editions of the podcast, we've been uh, at the movies. So I thought I'd get back to tech, and um, as you know, um, pre-orders for a certain Mobile phone, certain smartphone, opened uh, last Friday, Friday the twenty seventh of October. So that was when the uh, pre-order window opened for the iPhone 10, and um, the uh, pre-orders were open at the same time worldwide. I believe there were fifty-five. There's fifty-five countries at launch um, getting this this, this phone. Um, and, um, so pre-orders opened at around 8.01 AM our time in the UK. Now, many people are asking, oh, Jonathan, did you get your pre-order in? I did get my pre-order in, um, as did quite a few, um, friends and family. But, um, as far as I know, no one had a, a smooth experience. Um, it was all, it was quite dramatic actually. Um, but I'll go into that in a minute. I mean, I, I just wanted to sort of capture some thoughts about um, how the how the how the how the, um, the pre-order experience went and uh, what seems to be the reception of the iPhone 10. Um, now, it, it seemed that uh, when Apple uh, first announced these these two models of iPhones, it was releasing the iPhone 8 series, which includes the 8 Plus and the iPhone 10. It, it seemed a little pointless. Um, actually announcing the 8 at all um, the 8 is, is you know even though it's quite a significant upgrade in terms of internals um the 8 just doesn't look that much different to the 7 and the 6 before it and so i always knew that people wouldn't be too overly enthusiastic about shelling money down for a phone that essentially looked the same as the one that they had before despite the uh the fancy new glass back and and the new features such as wireless charging etc So I wasn't surprised at all to learn that um, and I I talked briefly about this in our last tech episode that uh, many mobile networks uh, have have been sort of um, complaining about the um, um, the lack of enthusiasm for the eight. Um, And and it's also been reported that uh, general sales of the eight haven't haven't been particularly high. So it comes as no surprise that it seemed like everyone was waiting or everyone was interested in an iPhone and getting a new iPhone was waiting for the iPhone 10 uh, and that certainly seemed to be the case on pre-order day now, just to uh, compare, when the iPhone 8 uh, opened for pre-orders and um, went on sale shortly afterwards, that was around um, September, um, sort of mid-September, um, you could literally, um, you know, go, go a day later, two days later, etc., and find any model of iPhone 8 or iPhone 8 Plus uh, readily available, no stock issues whatsoever casually go onto the Apple website or go to any um, mobile network and get the model that you wanted. Now, the opposite was the case for the iPhone X. So as I say, pre-orders opened on the 27th at 8 in the morning for 55 countries. And basically, um, the initial stock allocation was was sold out within minutes. Um, I mean, there has been actually some... Some some basic um, um, you know sales reports uh, that have um, that have been sort of um, um, published um, by industry analysts. So that these these aren't official numbers um, or, or anything or statistics provided by Apple whatsoever. But um, these give an indication as to um, when pre-orders sort of changed for, for particular models changed from uh, the customer customer being able to uh, have that order shipped to them on launch day. Which which is the third of November, um, and 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 at what point these um, delivery windows uh, slipped? So basically, it seemed that within seventy minutes, yes, a seventy minutes um, pre-orders for the. Um, the space gray both space gray models um the 64 uh, gigabyte and the 256 gigabyte space gray iphone 10 slipped to two to three weeks um shortly after that um the same was was the case for the silver model which is interesting because i assumed that the silver one um, would be the most popular one, but it does seem like the most popular model is, is, is space gray. Um, and then, so, um, that was roughly at, uh, 8.17. That thing slipped two to three weeks. Um, now at around 8.38, uh, shipping time slipped to four to five weeks for all models. And shortly after that, near 20 minutes later, um, at 9 a.m., um, shipping uh, slipped again and to five to six weeks and and that's the way things stand right now they stay if you go on to um, the apple website um and any model of iphone 10 and if you try to attempt to uh, place a pre-order online you are going to be waiting according to apple um between five and six weeks for your model of iphone and so this thing sold out extremely quickly, but, um, you know, there, there was always uh, this concern that um, supply would be severely limited. And we hear this story um, every time a new iPhone is launched that, you know, um, supply, you know um, demand is going to exceed supply, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but um, the difference this time was that um, we heard rumors that Apple were having specific manufacturing challenges with the new form factor of phone. And um, because um, y- um, yield rates weren't at an acceptable level until much later um, than they anticipated. And what this essentially means is um, it means basically the number of units that are produced um, to the standard that Apple requires um, that um, we, we, we assume that um, supply would be um, severely restricted and then we'll, rumours that you would only be able to on launch day of the 3rd of November get an iPhone 10 via an Apple retail store, uh, possibly via the Apple upgrade program, that um, third party retailers would not, there wouldn't be enough stock for them to carry the iPhone 10 on launch day and the same would be the case um, with um, mob- various mobile networks. But um, well, that wasn't true. I think that um, the number of launch um, units Apple have produced, and we don't know for, at this stage what you know how, how many they have um, produced uh, for for the third November launch. But um, I, I think it, the the number is better than um, estimated, uh, bet, better than expected, because. Um, the iPhone 10 of all models, um, seemed to be available if you did sort of, uh, go and pre-order, you know, the, the, the one minute past eight on that Friday morning, um, all models were available, um, across all mobile networks. Now, obviously some models were sold out more quickly and be, you know, before others, but, uh, that at, at the eight, eight o'clock, all models were available. And additionally, um, third party retailers such as John Lewis and Argos um, seem to have uh, an allocation of stock for launch day and were actually um, se- uh, selling um, iPhone 10s on, on that pre-order morning um, or, or, or rather um, op- opening up for pre-orders. And I mean, since then, you know, they they they've sold out their allocation. I would imagine it would have been a small allocation, but nonetheless, no one was really left out. Um, so I do think there was more iPhone X stock than everyone feared. But nonetheless, we are where we are. And if you sort of didn't jump on the jump on the pre-orders on that day you will be waiting now you will be waiting for that iPhone 10 however it does appear that Apple have confirmed that there will be launch day stock in Apple retail stores now it's very interesting they've mentioned this because before they um, well around the time the Apple watch they used to say the days of uh, waiting on waiting in line are over it's now about waiting online you know get your pre-orders in online Waiting, you know, queuing up at uh, Apple stores or, or queuing overnight or what have you, um, those days are gone. That's not the best way of getting your item. And I guess the same applies today, but it's very interesting that it went out of their way to actually say, hey, there are going to be units available in Apple stores at launch day. Now, I don't suspect there will be a lot of units available. And I suspect that, the, I mean, the cynic in me <laughs> suspects that one of the reasons why they've gone out of their way to announce that is to encourage crowds of people on the 3rd of November to camp out outside Apple stores um, in, in an attempt to get uh, the iPhone 10 that they want. Perhaps they've missed out on the um, the pre-order um, on, 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 the, on the pre-orders that opened on the Friday, um, the 27th of October. Perhaps they missed out on getting a model or finish that they wanted. So, the, you know the final opportunity of securing the iPhone ten that they want on launch day would be to get in line. Now um, I, I used to do that once upon a time. Um, myself, my friends, we used to, you know, get pizza and just wait in line all night to, um, and to be among the first to get the uh, the new iPhone. But I'm far too old for that now, and and I can't I, I can't think of anything worse right now. Ordering online is the way forward. But nonetheless, there will be people doing that, and you know what. If you're in that boat, there are there are other ways you can approach it. I mean, there Apple tend to um, report their stock levels of their items um, pretty accurately um and you know if you're on the Apple website you and you'll see an Apple product you can search stock availability across all of their stores. Now there are a number of websites if you go remember when the airpods were kind of hard to get number of websites that sort of tap into that and um, and uh, monitor Apple stocks level stock levels and we and you can sort of um, specify alerts so if you're interested in a very um, in a specific model of product, um, you can specify an alert and, and, and just state, you know, what Apple stores that, you know, you can get to. And if any stock appears, you get notified immediately. And what Apple will hopefully do is to um, allow you to reserve the iPhone, if it does become in stock, um, that would require you to pay up upfront online. Um, but nonetheless, you can reserve it and then collect it. Uh, at You know, you can collect it um, most likely the same day or or, or the day after. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty frantic um, on, on, on the pre-order day. I'm almost saying launch day, but uh, at the time of recording this podcast, we're not quite at launch day. Um, launch day is three days away, um, as I record this. But pre-order day was pretty frantic. Um, now, the um, so all the mobile networks in, in the UK sort of open up their pre-orders um, at the same time around eight in the morning. And it's quite it was quite frustrating for a lot of people because um, a lot of people aren't willing to shell one thousand pounds for the 64 gigabyte model or one thousand one hundred and fifty pounds for the 256 gigabyte model up front. So a lot of people want to be able to sort of split the cost and get uh, their iPhone 10 through their um, their their mobile carrier. And um, in order to do that, they need to um, sign up to a a price plan and to essentially um, sign up to a new two-year uh, contract. Now, the problem is that many of the networks, not all of them, but many of the networks did not reveal their hand, did not reveal their tariffs until um, pre-order day. So at 8 a.m., pre-orders opened and people had, microsecond to kind of um, to kind of digest um, the price plans that was being displayed to them to kind of think about and contemplate which ones are best value for them and to decide which one they want to go for and commit to two years of pain and the networks, they see, they rely on this. You see, they rely on people being in a rush. They want to be the first to have this new phone. They don't really have time to consider these price plans um, carefully. And so, you know, almost through impulse, they'll They'll just click on buy and they'll commit to something that's probably terrible. Now... Um, I was lucky. Um, my my um, my plan was to um, get an iPhone 10 through EE. So I'm looking to change my network to EE, um, and I had um, decided. Well, I thought about it long and hard, and I decided to go for the um, a 64 gigabyte model as opposed to 256. Now I hear the argument everyone's making, and everyone's going to say, "Well, why not spend that little bit more?" And get four times storage. Well, £150 isn't a little bit more. It's a little bit more when you're spending over £1,000 for a phone, which is ridiculous anyway. But it's, you see, it's, this this is all psych- psychology. We are now, we Apple have basically set a precedent where a £1,000 phone is no longer a big deal. And where £150 which is actually a lot of money, is not a big deal just for um, an upgrade in storage. The fact of the matter is I have no interest in 256 gigs of storage because I simply don't use my phone as an iPod. Um, to, you know, I don't store my entire library of music on there. I'm an Apple Music subscriber. I like to stream my music. And I certainly don't hoard all of my my photos and videos on there. Um, I personally use iCloud and there are other solutions out there, such as Google Photos. But I like to um, have my photos upload themselves onto the cloud. Um, I, I'll pull them down again if on, on demand if I want to see them. But I like to have them upload to the cloud just for peace of mind, really. you know, If I lose my phone, I want, I want to know that I haven't lost all my photos. And um, when the iPhone Seven came out last year, which is I I did get an iPhone Seven, um, I didn't get the two hundred fifty six gigabyte model for that for those very reasons. Um, I opted for the one hundred twenty eight gigabyte model, which I think was a perfect um, a capacity for the majority of people. And I am certain that if an one hundred twenty eight gigabyte model was available for the iPhone Ten, that uh, would The overall majority of people um, obtaining an iPhone X would have opted for that that particular model um, because I believe 120 gigabytes is a sweet spot. Um, And Apple are very smart. Apple know exactly what they're doing and Apple know full well that they are holding their customers to ransom. 64 gigs is probably not enough storage if you don't have some sort of cloud Um, you know, some sort of cloud storage plan, which will end up costing you more money anyway. And 256 gigabytes is probably way too much storage for your average user. But if that's the only choice you've got other than 64, that's the only choice you've got. So I I believe Apple... uh, they were quite sneaky in that regard, and they know exactly exactly what they're doing. And and, and you know, yeah, as such, many went for the two hundred and fifty-six gigabyte model for those reasons. And and those are the models um, that are a little bit more tricky to get for launch day, um, it seems. But then again, it seems like the space gray um, space gray finish seems to be the most popular across bo- of both storage tiers. Um, And um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm up to 64 gigabytes. Um, I'm already paying for two terabytes of iCloud storage. I've been doing that over the past six months or so. Um, I do that because um, I I simply want, I'm, I'm custodian of all the family photos. And I think iCloud is the best way of um, sharing photos with family um, and having access to those photos across all of our various Apple devices. And so, you know, that's about £6 a month, I believe, with that that 2 terabyte. And I'm able to share that iCloud storage with my children um, who, um, you know, who who are part of the the family sharing plan or the family sharing setup I have um, on my iPhone. So um, I... Um, so I'm sharing that with, with them and, um, because I'm, I kind of have to pay for that, for that high storage, um, tier anyway, I might as well make the most of it and then just, just stick with a 64 gigabyte model phone. Um, so yeah, so I mean the networks, they, they, they've revealed their hand at the last minute, reveal their tariffs. um. Some were better than others, to be honest with you. Um Alavix, um, well, just I mean, all, all offer perks to st- just, just 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 start with. All, all offer their own separate perks. So for example, um O2 uh, are offering this new uh flexible uh price plan where you can where you can change the amount of data um allocated to you. And obviously that will change your monthly payments ever so slightly and apparently you can change that as and when you want as long as there's a month's notice etc um i believe o2 um also are offering um free screen replacement a one time free screen replacement um which is you know basically a type of insurance you know if you drop your phone no questions asked they will they will repair the screen or replace the phone Um, E.E., on the other hand, uh, they offer free BT Sports for the duration of your contract. And they also offer free Apple Music uh, for six months. That is six months Apple Music, even if you're an existing Apple Music subscriber. Um, They have an expensive um, tariff. I mean, they have some reasonable ones, E.E., but they have um, quite an expensive tariff for around £82 a month. Uh, or well, eighty four pounds a month for the two five six gigabyte model, um, and the money down I think is thirty nine ninety nine for the sixty four gigabyte, and ninety nine pounds for the two five six gigabyte, um, and essentially that entitles you to an allocation of. Um, 25 gigs of data a month, unlimited calls, unlimited text messages. But I believe the, the promotion um, boosts that to from 25 to 100 gigs of data, um, which, which is a lot of data. And anyone who's opted for that particular price plan and pre-ordered on that Friday, uh, will be sent a free pair of Beats X wireless headphones. So that's not too bad if you were going to spend that sort of money anyway. Um, Vodafone, what a Vodafone offering. Um, Vodafone, oh, don't seem to be offering much, but their prices seem to be the most reasonable, funny enough. Um, I think you've got free roaming in, in oh, um, oh, a wider range of countries than any other network. Yeah. Um, but generally, Vodafone's prices don't seem too bad. Um, I mean, you you, know, you need to check this out. But you're looking at um, a, a deposit for around, you know, 100, 150 pounds, and you're paying about 60-something a month for a 64-gigabyte model of iPhone. Um, and uh, I think if you put 200 pounds down, you, you can get the 256-gigabyte iPhone. Um, I mean, generally, most of the price plans sort of, tend to be around the sort of the 60, the 60, uh, something to, you know, mid seventies, um, price range. Um, and the only one that seems to be, um, what shockingly bad I would say is, um, three, but it, uh, well, well, three have got lost, had a lot of slack this week. Um, because of their iPhone 10 price plan, uh, because of one of their price plans, to be quite honest. Um, Now, what three have done is, I mean, they don't seem to be as competitive anymore as they used to be. Um, But uh, they have tried to make decorate their price plans um, to make the customer pay as little money down as possible. Now I think the other networks were a little bit more realistic. That the iPhone 10 is an expensive device, and you're going to have to lay down, um, you know, a, a larger chunk of money for your upfront cost just just to make sure that your your monthly you can your monthly payments for your tariff are reasonable. You know, um, but three went the other way. Three tried to find a way to offer an iPhone 10 for. Well, I say next to nothing because they're paying for it for your monthlies, but um, not to burden the customers to paying a lot of money down. And so they've had a lot of criticism on Twitter and a lot of criticism in the press, in the UK press about this. So they actually, one of their tariffs, and I must stress only one of them because they've got a a range of different tariffs, um, offers the customer um, unlimited data, minutes, texts and Um, an iPhone 10 with no upfront cost, no upfront cost at all for whopping 117 pounds a month, 117 pounds a month. But you know what, right? To be fair to three, you add it, you do the sum, you do the maths, you compare it to the other networks who do require you to lay down a deposit. There's not much difference in it. You know, you're pretty much paying the same. Everyone who is going for an iPhone 10 on um, a mobile network is paying more. Everyone who is buying an iPhone 10 SIM only is paying more than they used to pay for a phone. Um, so, yeah, it, it's expensive, but we knew how much this was going to cost. So this is not a surprise. We knew how much it was going to cost, but everyone um, wants one anyway, it seems. Now, I mentioned there was a little bit of drama on, on, on that pre-order morning, and certainly from my point of view, um, it wasn't straightforward for me. Um, I found that I, well, first of all, I was um, promised an attractive deal um, at, uh, in the e-store uh for my pre-order if i was to handle it in store um because essentially i can get a small concessory discount on ee price plans um and so they were going to honor this for me in store because my my concession can only usually be used online but it can't be used against the price plans that offer uh an annual upgrade um and it would seem that the majority of EE's tariffs are ones that offer an annual upgrade. Um, that's like O2's refresh in the sense that um, you 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 trade in your device after twelve months, and then you can sign up for a new two-year contract and put money down for a new phone. Um, so the fact that I could only use my concession um, against non-upgrade, uh, non-annual upgrade tariffs meant that online my choices. Were a little bit more limited in terms of what price plans to go for, and um, irrespective of the of the discount, and um, so what they were going to do for me in store was to uh, give me the pick of all of the price plans, even those with annual upgrade. Um, I could take advantage of them in terms of the money down that's required, in terms of the, the you know the price per month. Um, but I just wouldn't be entitled to an annual upgrade, but that could all be arranged in store. So anyway, I thought, great, I'd do that. So 8 o'clock, I went down to the EE store, and um, were they able to do this for me? Um, Well, they didn't know how to apply it. So for the best part of, oh gosh, 45 minutes, they were scratching their heads trying to figure figure out how to apply this. By the time they did figure out how to apply it, there were problems with the system, which means the relevant... Um, credit checks and things like that couldn't be completed, so there was waiting around until that was done. And you know what? well While all this trouble was was taking place, I figured to myself, "Well, I should have just ordered this online. I should have just ordered this online anyway." And I saw an offer online. I saw a price plan which was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't bad. I mean, it worked out to be about f- with the discount about £54 pounds a month, which ain't too bad, but I had to put down £200 pounds up front for the phone. Um, and I, I sort of added that to my shopping cart. I added that to my shopping cart, and I had it in the shopping cart. Um, and, you know, I just had it there. And when the order didn't... Um, did Well, they weren't able to complete my order in store. I hit checkout on that shopping cart, and I pretty much got an email um, from ee immediately saying you know that's great um we just need you to call us just to have this all completed just to confirm a few things and essentially they i called them and it was just an id check really um so they took my 200 pounds over the phone um uh, did the id check and said to me that okay um because initially I, I inquired about the space gray model um And they said, well, you can go for a Space Gray uh, 64 gigabyte iPhone 10, um, but it's looking like we're not going to get this in, um, you know, know, at the moment you'll be waiting around sort of 14 days. Or you can go for the silver model. Um, You go for the silver model, we will get you one. Uh, launch, on launch day. So I figured okay fine because you know I wasn't I wasn't really sure about the colour. So I figured okay fine cool. Um silver launch day great and now it's confirmed. Uh hopefully we'll be picking it up on the Friday um the third of November and looking forward to that a great deal. But um it seems like I mean now if you go on EE's website for example all models say you'll be waiting up to twenty one days and again that Everyone I know um, who has ordered a Space Gray through um, a mobile network has not been given, even if they ordered at eight o'clock in the morning, as soon as pre-orders opened, they have not been given any guarantee that their Space Gray 256 gigabyte or even 64 gigabyte iPhone X will be ready and waiting for them on launch day. I suspect that most of them will be okay, but I think the reasons are, I think Apple simply did not Manufacture as many uh, space grey models as silver. I think they just anticipated everyone would want silver. And certainly, if you look at their marketing, silver seems to be the one they're pushing the most. Um, and I also suspect that um, out of all the, um, the the mobile networks, I suspect that EE have the um, the largest stockpile of of stock, <laughs> the largest uh, yeah the largest allocation of stock out of all the networks. Um, simply because that I was surprised that even that late in the day, after all the kerfuffle, um, I was able to get an online order in and get something available for launch. Um now EE are saying 21 days. That's not that long compared to what the other networks are saying. They had all models available at 8 a.m. Um, you know, and I think it's probably part of the deal that Apple did with EE because we know that EE are the have the exclusivity on the um on supporting the Apple Watch Series 3 and its um, 4G LTE. Um features and i suspect that um stock of the iphone 10 or having the largest of stock of the iphone 10 out of the network other networks um was part of that deal so yeah i mean that that's generally um the drama of uh, pre-order morning um you know i was left exhausted at the end of it you know i i set out uh, to leave to get to central london for eight o'clock in the morning so i must have left at about 7 30 no no I didn't leave at 7 30 so i left at about um seven um and it was exhausting it was exhausting but you know lucky phones confirmed should be able to pick it up Friday. Uh, look forward to getting back to you all uh, with my sort of um, my feelings and my, my, my thoughts and, and my feedback on, on, on how it is, basically. Um, until then, I'm still rocking my trusty um, iPhone SE because, um, I you know, I, did, I sold. I got rid of the iPhone 7 that I used to have. Um, but, yeah, you know, it seems like Apple have have a hit on their hands with the iPhone X and it's great because it looks like a fantastic product on one hand. On the other hand, like I said, it's such a dangerous precedent for um, the cost of smartphones because it's proven that, uh, you know, Apple have basically broken that uh, psychological 1000 dollar uh, barrier Customers are now have, are accepting of it, it would seem, uh, particularly um, considering the number of customers who have embraced the more expensive 256 gigabyte model. And I suspect that all of the other manufacturers, Samsung, Google, etc., are going to follow suit. And I think you'll find that um, smartphones from now on are going to cost just as much, um, if not more, than our actual, um, you know, our laptops, our computers, our desktops, et cetera. Um, so, you know, no one really knows how many um, units were sold on pre-order day, or you know, um, and there have been various estimates uh, from industry analysts, and the number that's getting passed around is fifty million. Um, hopefully. We'll get some confirmation from Apple whether that's the case or not. But 50 million sounds like an an awful lot. 50 million phones of which the starting price is £1,000. Simply amazing. Um, so Apple did release actually one statement. One statement about um, the, the enthusiasm of, uh, of the iPhone X and, uh, and the enthusiasm of, of customers embracing the iphone 10 and, and making their pre-orders and um so just to quote tim cook himself actually um so they you know tim cook says that iphone uh, sales for the iphone 10 were, were off the charts and apple are working hard to get this revolutionary new product into the hands of every customer who wants one as quickly as possible um so yeah yeah so. Yeah, and that was a success for Apple. Um, so those who've got their pre-orders secured, you might want to be thinking about things such as you know how to protect that that gorgeous um, edge edge-to-edge um, OLED display, and you might be thinking about what sort of cases and accessories you might want to get hold of, and even those are in short supply. I might add. Um, now, and you know, if you made your On pre-order morning of last week, um, you could have also ordered the official Apple um, cases, so so like the leather case, uh, the silicone case, the folio case um, at £100, Um, and and, various other things. And... It would, and there's a there's a range, there's a variety of new colours that Apple have introduced with these cases, and um, so a lot of these um, cases are now again um, they're, they're sold out. So you can still place an order, but you won't get it in time for launch day. Um, the silicon cases aren't so bad. Um, the Folio case is definitely one of them where it you you can't get that for launch day if you were to to place an online order now, but. Um, I have heard that Apple retail stores um, from Wednesday, the 1st of November, um, and certainly uh, Thursday, the 2nd of November, their um, stock uh, for various um, iPhone cases, official iPhone cases, will be trickling into the stores. So... If you want to get hold of a case, because it's always difficult to get hold of a case when a new um, when a new um, iPhone has been released, particularly one with a new form factor, um, because everyone wants to do the same thing. Um, your best bet is at this stage, if you haven't secured an online order, to check Apple's website, to check um, store stock availability, and I would say check it from to, from tomorrow. I'm time recording this now from the Wednesday, Wednesday the first of November, um, and and they tend to get their deliveries in the afternoon. So I would check around there, and then you can sort of, um, you know, um, and, you know, reserve the stock and, and pay for it on, uh, online, and just go pick it up at your your local Apple store. Um, there are a number of options out there, but you don't want to be sort of uh, caught short. You know, you want to be able to um, use your phone and, and on, on the Friday and, and make sure it's secure in, in a new case. So that's the way to do that. Um, I mean, alternatively, there are a number of uh, third-party options out there. Some are better than others. Um, but to be perfectly honest, I mean, as expensive as the Apple accessories are, um, they are of normally of a very very high quality. Um, the fit and the finish is absolutely perfect, and um, aesthetically they tend to complement um, the um, to complement the, the looks of, of the of the phone itself, rather than um, to um, get in the way of the um, the uh, design aesthetic. Um, For those of you who want to rock the phone naked, uh, many of you want to, um, because it's a beautiful um, glass back that this new model iPhone has. And a lot of you want to not to, um, not to sort of spoil the aesthetics of, of the phone and actually to show off its form factor, etc. And a lot of you are going to go naked, no case. Um, and that's fine and dandy, but I still say protect that screen. Now, um, I never used to be a fan of screen protectors, but some of the tempered glass ones are pretty good. But the biggest problem with screen protectors, while they do protect your screen if in, in the event of you dropping your phone... Um, and it's always good if the screen protector shattered, not shatters, not the, um, the glass on 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 your phone screen. Um, the problem with them is actually applying them because normally it's quite fiddly. You have to deal with air bubbles. You have to align the thing properly. Oh no, there's a speck of dust on the screen. Uh, it's not quite straight. Um, it's it, it's a pain. It's really a pain. Now um, Apple. Don't really endorse screen protectors except for one, and that's one made by Belkin. Um, and Apple, for a while, um, have endorsed a series of Belkin um, screen protectors uh, for their other phones, like the iPhone, the iPhone um, Seven, and the iPhone Eight, etc. Um, and they have actually, they actually have an applicator. They actually have a device, a machine. Um, that actually applies the screen protector on your onto your phone in store. You just ask them, you purchase a screen protector, and they will do it for you with this contraption. And that saves the aggro and the headache of air bubbles and dust and all that jazz. So basically, um, there are um, a couple of screen protector options uh, Belkin um, have um, introduced for the iPhone X. And um, so the first one is... Um, the Belkin Anti-Glare. There's a Belkin Anti-Glare screen protector for for the iPhone X You know, allows your it's it's anti glare. Basically, allows you to see your screen um, in 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 bright in bright sunlight or bright artificial light surroundings, etc., etc. Now that that might not be the one you want, even though that one um, is um, has an anti scratch coating. It's not the it's not as hard as the other screen protector. Um, So that's more of a protective film. But the other screen protector uh, that Bell can offer for the iPhone 10 is. Called the InvisiGlass, the InvisiGlass Ultra Screen Protection for iPhone 10. Now this one is different. This one is glass, and this one um, has improved scratch resistance up to three to five times. Um, And um, they brag a bit. They say the uh, the glass used in this screen protector is the same used for the windows of a of, of a space shuttle um you know <laughs> if you will um, and um, you know it, it it's a real high quality screen protector and it's not going to it's not going to compromise the the vibrancy of that beautiful oled display now um again um so th- this one can be applied onto your iphone 10 in store and i believe this one actually comes with an applicator as well that you can use at home but if you can do it in store why not um and it actually states on apple's website that um, these can be prof- professionally applied in-, in store now the interesting thing is that um the the anti-glare uh, screen protector uh that belkin offer is priced at 19 pounds 99 um and it's 19 dollars in the states the invisiglass ultra screen protection um, which is the one that I'm personally going to go for, um, is priced at forty dollars in the United States, but at the moment is appearing on the UK Apple um, Apple Store site for $19.99, the same price as the anti glare, which is clearly a pricing error. So I would go go go. And order that and take advantage of the, of the error. Um, they will honour it. Um, at the moment, you're looking at a wait time of um, two to three weeks, I believe, um, for that screen protector, um, the Invisiglass one. But the Antiglia one is readily available and in stock now um but um some stock are, um is showing up in, in in certain apple stores if you check um the um the the store stock levels um it does say there's a couple it's a couple of stores there where there is stock of that belkin screen protector and i would expect there will be more available in store from wednesday onwards so um definitely worth checking that out and then you can sort of um, relax and rock your phone naked if that's if that's your uh if, if, if that's the way you're inclined um yeah i'm just checking the, the apple store again it's still still priced at nineteen ninety nine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I said this would be a very very short edition of the intersection. Um, I just like I said, it was just really a recap on how things went with uh, pre-ordering the iPhone X and just just sort of anticipating the um, the launch on this this Friday, the um, the third of November, and then, you know. It's always an exciting time when an iPhone launches. There's always this bit bit of a hoo ha that you know the retailers put on, and in the Apple store, it's full of smiles and high fives, and you know the and, and the, the mobile network stores have the balloons and the streamers and the bunting and everything, and they always make a big thing out of it. You know it's hard to ignore that, and and you know if you're a fan of tech, you know it's good. It's nice to get caught up in the enthusiasm, and I'm looking forward to trying out the iPhone 10. I'm looking forward. Um, to um, seeing you know, Face ID becomes as convenient or as a seamless to use as Touch ID um did, um, and I'm looking forward to that gorgeous display. So, I, I, for one, can't wait, and I look forward to getting back to you guys about you know with my thoughts on on um on how you know how the iPhone 10 performs and 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 what it's like to actually live and live with an iPhone 10 to actually use an iPhone 10. Um so I look forward to getting back to you probably next week about that with my with my thoughts. Um just before I go, um there's one thing I didn't mention, and that's the release of a video game, Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch, which actually was also released on pre-order day of the iPhone. That was also released on the 27th of October. Um and I won't go into too much detail about it, but I I did pick it up. I'm a massive Mario fan. And it's an amazing game so far. I haven't really had a chance to play it that thoroughly, but um, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It has that Nintendo sense of fun and wonder. Um, it's a real joy to play, actually. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, Super Mario Galaxy, but it it it, it attempts to um, it attempts to shake things up a little bit. So much like Nintendo did with um, Zelda. Um, Breath of the Wild, they've they've changed Mario a little bit. So Gone is, I mean, what you were used to is sort of jumping into a level and... Um, you have a certain mission to complete and, you know, once that level is complete, you can go back into it. And there'll be four more instances of that level, maybe four more areas that level of that level with four, four more missions to complete. Um, it's not like that. Um, you are guided a little bit in this game. You know, you're not collecting stars, you're collecting moon pieces um, and you do have an objective uh, to fulfill. Um, and... But there are other objectives scattered around. It's almost like an open world environment. And that's actually been a bit of criticism about that. Some people have said that there's very little platforming and it's more to do with sort of exploration and, and, and finding these moon pieces. But that's not true. There is there is platforming. It's just it's different. It's just done differently. Um, and it does very much feel still like a Mario game It is spiritually a Mario game. And the platform is, is enjoyable and it can be challenging. I mean, there are moments when it's sort of, um, it, you know, you've got the 3D, it's a 3D Mario game. So you're dealing with um, 3D controls, 3D manoeuvres, you're dealing with some motion controls. Um, you know, Mario has new abilities, he has this cap called Cappy that he can literally throw his cap, um, towards enemies, let's say bullet bills, let's say Goombas, and then essentially, um, absorb their abilities and use their abilities, so for example, he can become a bullet bill, and you can break, you know, you can break certain obstacles and to get to certain areas, or you can become a Goombard, so... You know, if you're in an icy environment, things aren't so slippery, and it, and it works very well. It works very well indeed. Um, and, um, you, you know, like I said, spiritually, it does still feel like a Mario game, even though they're trying things different. And I don't blame them for trying things a little differently because um, you don't want the franchise to become stale, and you certainly don't want the franchise to become formulaic. I can see there would be a lot more criticism if if it followed the same formula of um, the Mario games um, before it. And there are cool parts of the game where it it kind of does, um, it it, it kind of throws you back to, um, you know, old old school 2D, you know, Super Mario Brothers where Mario... um, um, in certain parts, sort of goes in, goes into a pipe, and then everything gets flattened, so he becomes the two D sprite again, and the enemies are two D sprites, and and the game plays like classic Super Mario Brothers for a brief period of time until you leave, until you leave the pipe, and then you know everything's back in three D again. There's little things like that. It, it's absolutely delight to play. Um, I just haven't had the time to play as as often as I would like to. Uh, but again, that's something else. To look forward to. I'll get back to you with my thoughts on that, and I hopefully have some time on the weekend to uh, get a little bit more deeply into that game but um yeah exciting times um you know video games and certain uh, smartphone that's going to be released this friday and um like i said look forward to getting back to you all with my thoughts and i'm sure there will be endless unboxing videos and opinion pieces out there online for you guys to enjoy as well but i will certainly give you my two cents and my honest opinion on the iphone 10 during the next edition of the show so I thank you all for listening. Um, and, um, you know, again, I, I apologize. It, it was a shorter edition of the show today, but um, it, it's more of a sort of a, a pre-order retrospective, let's just say. Um, and, um, if you haven't already subscribed to us, please do so. Um, there are many ways you can subscribe to the intersection. Um, you can find us on all leading podcast directories, including iTunes. Um, if you want instructions on how to subscribe to your particular podcast client, um, please go to our website, which is intersectioncast.com. Um, if you want to use social media to uh, be kept uh, be informed of when new episodes are published, you can do so. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash intersectioncast or you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter account is at Let's Intersect. If you have any feedback for us, any suggestions, anything you want us to cover, any, you know, any tips, anything like that at all, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, you can send us an email, feedback at intersectioncast.com, or you can drop us a Skype voicemail. Um, and our Skype account is that same email address, feedback at intersectioncast.com. So I'm Jonathan Wellman, wrapping up uh, this micro edition of The Intersection podcast. And thanks again for joining me. Look forward to getting back to you with feedback on the new iPhone. And for those of you out there getting a new iPhone, happy iPhone day for Friday. But until the next time, that's a wrap. It's The Intersection.